Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Here are the rules. Each person, each protagonist will get eight minutes to present your main argument. I'll summarize your thoughts for our listeners and then would would have a cross-fertilization of ideas, share a few thoughts. And by the time we leave here, we would have educated ourselves. Each of you gets to also present one counter-argument or one counterpoint for the other party just to make them a bit happy so that we can have some balance in the studio. So let's start with you, Joel. You are speaking to the emotion that Ghanaians are talkers and not doers. You have eight minutes to convince our audience that your point is good. But first of all, welcome to Springboard. Thank you, Robert. Good to see you as always. Thank you. Good to, good to be here. Good evening, Robert. Good to see you also. Very good to see you too. Very good to see you. It, it promises to be fireworks tonight. I've, I've been, I hear it's a motor debate. I'm always my boss, so no, we'll see how it goes. It's yeah. me against the prof now. You see? <laughs> but it's a learning time for me because that's that's what this is all about. So, Joel, take us, take us, take us. Okay. Thanks again, um, Albert. Along the way, yes. And good evening again to your cherished listeners. It's indeed a great honor to be asked to join this debate. I speak for the motion, like you said, Ghanaians are talkers, not doers. I'm not sure we even needed this debate for verification. Truth is, we are a nation of talkers. And if we did even a tenth of what we talk about or say we will do, our nation would have made significant and noteworthy progress as we approach our 60th birthday year. Facta non verba is the expression in Latin which means deeds, not words. Unfortunately, it feels as if Ghanaians didn't get that memo. Examples of our uncanny ability to talk and not do are all around us, everywhere, in politics, social stuff, um, religion, business, you name it. And given that, the de- that December is upon us and we are in the home straight of our electoral process, I will try to refrain from giving specific political examples, except to say that we all bear testament to the numerous promises our political leaders and would-be leaders give us, the electorate, every four years. What percentage actually gets carried out, gets delivered on, manifesto promises, we spend massive amounts of time discussing who copied whose manifesto, etc., instead of doing the things we promised or promised in the various manifestos. It's as if we never heard the adage, actions speak louder than words. Do we not hear various persons scream and shout about their political opponents not doing this, that, or the other, coming up with brilliant plans when they are in opposition and doing almost none of these things they talk about when they actually have the power to do something? And yet, we keep voting them in and not holding them accountable. It's almost as if we tacitly agree that he or she who talks best wins. No action needed to back the talk. Look at political appointees over the years. How many of them can actually point to specific achievements in their various areas of endeavor prior to those appointments? What have they actually done, not spoken about? Sometimes it feels as if the CV requirements are has said candidates been screaming, shouting, and insulting our opponents on radio? Tick. Otherwise, one has to wonder how some appointees are even considered, let alone make their way through any serious vetting by serious-minded Ghanaians. We are required to talk, not to do. So we talk and don't do. I'm sure Professor will give you examples of successful Ghanaian businessmen and women and suggest to you that those entrepreneurs are doers. I salute them. Truly, I do. 
That in the, in the nation of 26 million people, though, we can actually point to a couple of hands full of successful entrepreneurs is in itself a problem. But I do salute the few who have been successful. The question, though, will be, is their success enough proof of doing current success? I'm sure those same people and persons like them have been told, for instance, about succession planning. What's the typical response? Oh, we'll do it. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of talk, talk, talk. What do they actually do? For most of them, zilch. Show me Ghanaian businesses that have passed on from generation to generation of a family. Right here in Ghana, I can show you Lebanese companies that have made that transition. We talk, others do. Let's, let's look at education, for instance. Our educational system is broken. Fact. The GES and the powers that be continue to debate this. The usual talk shop. Having been given the chance, both major parties have done precious nothing about it except alternate between three and four year SHS programs. Ask Prof. Henson about the quality of students he receives in the university these days. What can Prof. and his colleagues do with them? As the expression goes, garbage in, garbage out. As an employer, one of my most distressing experiences is when I have to sit in recru recruitment interviews. We were taught as early as common entrance back in the day how to write a letter. Your address, date, recipient's address, salutation, heading, blah, blah, blah. You should see a typical application letter today. And if perchance you survive that, wait for the actual interview and see the substance or rather non-substance today's graduates are made of. So back to the point. Education or the educational system feeds every other system, health, legislature, infrastructure, you name it. So if we were doers, we would stop playing ostrich and admit once and for all that the system we are currently running has not and is not delivering on the um, expectations and we would do something about it. But maybe, Albert, that's another debate topic for your consideration, quality versus quantity in education. Let's look at tourism. Look at our beaches. Are we saying that it's not obvious to all the various generations of leaders that we've had from parties X or Y or Z that we are sitting on tons of gold? And if they can't figure that out for themselves, what do they see when they travel? We don't even need to come up with anything original. We just need to copy. And yet, let's take the example of our national airline. What haven't we said? We need a national airline. Several airlines fly out of this country seven times a week, four flights. Why are we still talking about a national airline? Why can't we set up a national airline? Because we are too indisciplined as a people to ensure that our family members don't fly for free and ex ex exceed exchange um, baggage allowances and that some big man doesn't arrive at 10 p.m. for a 9 p.m. flight. What is so difficult about setting up a profitable airline? Nothing I submit. The problem is we're a bunch of talkers, not doers. Let's look at wills. Let's even talk about wills. How many Ghanaians actually make wills? A few years ago, I was chatting with some lawyer friends. One of them took to advising me about the importance of having a will. Gave me a full lecture. Then one of his colleagues joined us, and that's what we were talking about. When, I, when we said to him, or well, he's just talking to me about making a will, he asked his colleague, ah, have you finally done yours? I turned and looked at him. He was so embarrassed. He said, oh, he's sorting out a couple of things first, then he'll do it. I laughed so hard. Then they proceeded to tell me that it was a standing joke among the legal fraternity that a good number of lawyers themselves do not have wills. My take, it's not because they're lawyers, it's because they're Ghanaians. They talk, they don't do. Initiative taking, timeliness. Look, let me tell you a story about something that had just happened to us a couple of days ago. We're going out for a, a group luncheon. So our admin manager called a restaurant and said, look, we want 
20 or 30, space for 20 or 30 people. What kind of a discount will you give us? They said to her, oh, you come. Right? We don't know. But when you finish, we'll give you a good discount. Seriously, you need to know ahead to be able to take a, take a decision. What would some, a doer do? Even if you're not in a position to take a decision, you would hang up, you go and see whoever it is and say, look, there's a company that wants to come, 30 people, what kind of a discount can we give them? And close the sale. But once again, we're talkers, not doers. Timelines or timeliness. Name one program in this country that starts and ends on time. None, I dare say. We have got, <laughs> that's because it's a fixed radio program. You people are eating into my time. We have become so adept at being late, talking about starting programs and not keeping them. So I allow him to finish. That we've shamelessly changed the acronym GMT to Ghana Man's Time, and we proudly joke about it. Oh, it doesn't end there. We have local things that have crept into our local lexicon. Plans are far advanced. We sincerely apologize for the late starts. Ghana man's time. What time will you get here? Oh, 3, 3.34. I mean, what kind of time is 3, 3.34? And if you insist on doing or having others do the right thing, you get branded all kinds of things. Too known is a common one. I'm sure you all remember the story about Ama Ataidu, Professor Ama Ataidu, insisting that her name is spelled right. Everybody felt, oh, I mean, oh, by you, I mean, it's just a T. If it's just a T, put it there. And if you didn't put it there, she reserves her the, the right to say, I'm not happy with it. Before I round up, let's look at our religion or our spirituality or beliefs. The typical Ghanaian says, Now look, even when God provides manna, he'd expect you to eat it. Nowhere in the Bible are we told that he provided the manna, gave them chairs and tables, and then suddenly a spoon appeared and started scooping the manna into their mouths. As my mother always says, trust in God, but lock your car. Do something yourself. And then you can expect that good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall be added onto it. I can go on forever, but this program is just one hour. And I assume that we do want to finish within the hour. So I'll stop here by saying, when I was growing up, there was a madman around Laboni who used to go around picking rubbish from the front of people's houses. The kids nicknamed him Wekinope. In other words, Wek and you don't get paid. I think us Ghanaians need to be nicknamed Tokinodu. We talk, we don't do. Let me just do you the, the, the service of summarizing what Joel Metti has been saying before I ask him to give one counter-argument um, for the other side, um, the, 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 part, the part that says that we also are doers and not talkers. But what has Joel Metti been saying so far in support of the motion that we are, we are talkers and not doers? He opens with the fact that after 60 years of, as a nation, we don't even need this debate, and, and he's wondering even why we choose a topic, because it, it is clear Point number one, he says, factor non verba, deeds and not words. And he says, examples abound of promises unkept and potential unrealized in various areas. He points to the, the political season and says, it seems that people talk and there is no computation or assessment of what they see and whether they can do it or not. And nobody pays attention to the execution of promises. Second point he makes is that appointees that are appointed are appointed on the basis of what they say and not what they have done. And it doesn't seem that anyone is paying attention to what they have accomplished before they are given the opportunity to do something. The third point Joel Nettie made was that we he, he salutes, he preempts the argument of Professor Hinson by saluting achievers in Ghana. And he says that the fact that there are just a few shows that a sprinkling of achievers in the midst of 26 million shows that it is not enough to point to as proof that we are doers. He then begins to distill various areas, business. He says that 
take an issue like succession planning. People are not even implementing it, and Lebanese do better than us in that area. It talks about education and the quality of students that we turn out and why nothing is being done about it. He even suggests a, an alternative debate topic about quality versus quantity in our education. He points to tourism and he says, can we not see that the beaches are opportunities waiting to be taken? Then he goes to aviation and questions why we can't get a national airline. He talks about wills and lawyers who don't write their own wills and ends by pointing to two things, initiative and timelines and saying that we fall short in those areas. He ends by saying that God provided the manna, but people had to take their sit down and gather the manna and eat the manna. He ends by saying, trust in God and lock your car, something he attributes to his mother. And so he ends by pointing to a madman in his locality who was called working no says that Ghanaian should be called uh, talking no do. And those were the thoughts of Joel Meti arguing robustly for the motion that Ghanaians are talkers and not doers. Let's ask Joel before he goes one point that he will submit in favor or, or, of, of the motion that Ghanaians are doers also, also uh, and so in, for this debate one point you will submit against the motion before I bring in Professor Bob Hins. Oh, Albert, what, what warms my heart is that yes like I mentioned earlier there are a few um, organizations where you can point to somebody can, look the University of Ghana is one and the, the strides that say Prof Aite made whilst he was there um Bob gave the example. He didn't let me finish. I wanted to give the spring the springboard example, but he took that from me. Yeah, of programs, is playing draw. <laughs> <laughs> a program that continuously insists on starting programs on whether you are there or not. We have a time. We will start. So that, that it gives it warms my heart that there are a few. I mean, look, there are some local banks, for instance, that now compete with the with the global banks. Started indigenous Ghanaian banks that are now competing. So it warms my heart that there's there's, there's promise, but like you rightly said. A sprinkle? Is that enough? I think my concern really is what can we do to make sure that we move from just a sprinkle to copious quantities of um, doers and not talkers. The submission that was just made by was by Joel Netty, the CEO of Innova DDB, arguing against the motion and shaking his head throughout the presentation by Joel Netty is a man who knows what he's talking about. The Ghanaians are doers and not just talkers. And arguing against the motion tonight is Professor Robert Ebohinson. He will tell us why we should not listen to Joel at all. Bob, it's over to you. Okay, so good evening. Um, I want to uh, say hi to your listeners and to thank Joel for his very factor on verbal type of presentation. I happen to be married to a lady who went to a school that has factor on verbal as their, their maxim. So I'm really surprised that after so many years of working with Joel and after doing countless projects where excellence characterized what we did. I should see him so many years after so very unhappy and complaining about whales and things that are not being done right. I guess if it's not good, we have to say it's not good. But let me start by saying that the blessing of being an academic means that I've traveled quite a bit on the continent of Africa. I've done east, I've done south, I've done west. And whilst I would agree that we have a very long way to go, I still contend that we have some amazing achievers in this country, and the blessing of good leadership is that if you have one good leader and 2,700 recalcitrant followers, once you can carve a good path, set good standards, have solid monitoring and evaluating mechanisms, you can still turn the 2,700 in the right direction. So we'll argue a little about how we don't have enough. I think good leadership 
trumps, if you'll excuse the use of the word. It's difficult to understand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it trumps any mediocrity that could exist in a system if you have good leaders. But let, let, let me begin by saying that I will borrow from Sir Richard Branson and use what I call the BCDJ formula, BCDJ, to explain what characterizes doers. B is be bold. C is challenge yourself. D is do some good. And the J stands for just do it, like the Nike refrain. Be bold, challenge yourself, do some good, and just do it. So what I'm going to try and do is that, in spite of the seemingly gloomy picture that Joel has painted, I will speak to one or two or three examples of people in this country who started excellent movements, excellent enterprises, who exhibit this BCDJ formula. So let me start by taking my own papa, Bishop Doug Howard Mills, Achimota School, Lighthouse Chapel International, and speak about how what he has done with that ministry epitomizes the kind of excellence which I think speaks for the fact that Ghanaians are doers and not just talkers. So if you do a quick Wikipedia search of Bishop Daguerre Mills, you'd find that he he was he has trained more than thousand nine hundred and eighty pastors, and um, he he has a vision of building twenty five thousand churches in one hundred and fifty countries. You see. When you carry this kind of mantle and this kind of vision, you cannot be a mediocre person. Healing Jesus Crusades are recording millions of converts. I remember the old school one, Bonke days, where you use tally cards and where you actually check crusade by crusade how many souls are being won. That's the kind of discipline that's being used in Lighthouse Chapel today, going across countries, preaching the word of God, getting souls won. But let me just explain that phenomenon in the light of the BCDJ formula. Look, in respect of being bold, these are some of the things that a good leader exhibits or a, a, a doer exhibits. One, they calculate their risks and they take them. Two, they chase their dreams and their goals. They have no regrets and most profoundly they keep their word. So these are, these are the, the bold characteristics, if you like, of somebody who's a doer. Take the issue of calculating risks and taking them. Had a fantastic medical career, Albert. Went to school, did extremely well, was doing well in Achimoto school. Then he decided that doing the work of God and responding to the call of God was something that was more important than remaining a full-time doctor. So for what it's worth, he took a very, very courageous decision. And nearly 30 years after, that decision has paid off in magnificent ways. There are so many young people who have received a vision. They've carried the vision out. They are doing well. That is expanding. And for me, as an academic, the kind of lessons I draw from that man of God is very profound in ordering my own steps. So, Bishop Daguerre knows it's an excellent example of a doer. Look, I remember way back in Legon when I joined Lighthouse in 1994. He said, look, when you have to preach, don't complicate the issues. Open the Bible, read the scripture, and tell people what you've done in explaining how Christ has helped you, and then we can take it from there. Soul after soul we won. Got people to speak in tongues, went to the Sabbath field, just following basic instructions. So that man epitomizes for me less talk and a lot of action. And when you see that church blossom and grow, you know that we have good examples in this country of things that are working. So that's be, be bold. Let's take the issue of challenge yourself. When it comes to challenging yourself, there are a couple of things that you need to take cognizance of because life is not easy. So in challenging yourself, you aim high, you try new things, 
you always try and then you set goals that exceed normal expectations. After all, there's a saying that if you aim for the sky, you'll get the roof. So this is about constantly challenging yourself. That again epitomizes what Lighthouse is doing nowadays. The churches are growing, they're expanding, and things are getting better. Let's come to do some good. You know, those who are doers, they change the world even if in small ways. So small incremental changes always lead to a new big mammoth movement that eventually makes a difference. And um, you must always make a difference and try and help others. Just do it. speaks for itself. You prepare well, you live life to the full, and you believe it can be done. So that's in religion. So let's come to more secular stuff. And let's take the example of a marketing communications company Joel and I worked for several <laughs> years ago. I mean, campaign after campaign, I bet we killed it. You know, we used to stay up from Monday morning to Tuesday morning, just getting one client pitch right. We went and we killed it. In the five years I was there, the only pitch we lost was one for insecticide-treated mosquito nets in 1998. $250,000, and after that, we never lost a pitch. I was there with him. We killed it pitch after pitch. And the kind of preparation that went into those pitches, I'm very surprised that today Joel is not happy at all about all sorts of challenges in the country. Here's my candid take on the matter. Small spots of excellence, once they keep showing up in certain places, diffuse eventually to get the kind of change we want. So sometimes change is not one big, sudden stroke of a brush. It's small, small, line upon line, precept upon precept. And once you keep building these spots of excellence around, I mean, the University of Ghana Business School today, it's making mammoth strides because... I arrived with a guy some years ago. Today he's the dean, and we are changing it one day at a time. One day at a time. Our rankings are getting better. Our publications are getting better. Our international exposure is getting better. I mean, I just came back from Berlin two, three days ago when a communication experts meeting with like 20, 23 business schools all around the world, led by the year School of Management. I dare say the Ghana team's contribution is probably the most explosive in getting to order the shape of that organization. So I think little spots of excellence eventually change the tune of the whole army. But you need to have these people who are dedicated and leading the charge so that great things can happen. All said, therefore, whilst I concede that Ghana is full of a lot of talkers, late commerce, also that one, I always wonder how come I'm always on time for everything. Everybody thinks I'm odd. I, I still think that given those kinds of challenges, there are still enough spots of excellence to make Ghana everything that we desire to be. Needless to say, this Mammoth chain might not really come for the political class. But everybody working in their individual corners, working in different enterprises, having the entrepreneurial spirit Joel speaks about, changing the public sector one day at a time, will lead us to the point where the talkers alone can no longer hold sway. Those who are excellent will lead the charge, and Ghana will be a much better country than it is at the present time. So I rest. Bob has, has raised some very solid counter-arguments against his good friend Joel. When, when we put out the motion, we put out the speakers. Say, but this video, I say, yeah, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so these are the points that Bob Hinson makes with all the weather you can master. He says that all it takes is one leader and even with 2,700 recalcitrant followers, the leader can get it right because good leadership trumps mediocrity. And he asked for special permission to use the word Trump. He, he uses... Um, 
Richard Branson's model for BCDJ to talk about doers and what they do differently. And he talks about boldness, be bold, challenge yourself, do some good, and simply, he says, just do it. He uses extensively, he looks at extensively at the Lighthouse Chapel model to talk about the vision to hold, the audacious vision to have 25,000 branches in 150 countries as a symbol of the, the daring to dream in an environment like this. And he says that the fact that they are on the move, holding Healing Jesus Crusades in different countries shows that it can be done. He talks about taking risks, challenging yourself, pursuing your vision. And he also juxtaposes that against five years of hard work, which coincidentally he did with Joel here. Under, and, him, not with, under, under <laughs> him. And then he insists that Joel himself is a doer, <laughs> trying to argue that Ghanaians are talkers. <laughs> and that was a body blow. He says, Joel, you are a doer yourself. And you are saying that Ghanaians are talking. He says, I'm surprised I've been making this argument. And he swings over to say that really, 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 it's about small spots of excellence um, making a difference and, and, and changing a nation. Um, for arguing for the motion, he's, he concedes that Ghana is full of talkers and the fact that several times this punctuality frustrates he himself and he's seen as odd because he's always punctual and the lack of punctuality is so pervasive. But beyond all that, he says that the spots of excellence will prevail and he's cautioning that it will not come from the political class, it will come from you and I daring to be different and trying to take it up wherever we find ourselves and make a difference. And it's something that the Springboard Vision totally aligns with. All right, so let me quickly bring the thoughts of our listeners and then I'll come back and ask Joel what he thinks about what Bob said and then find out what Bob thinks about what Joel was saying and, and, and let's see if we can bring your, your thoughts also live uh, on this on this network. So let's start with Daniel Holly says, I think Ghanaians, we talk more than we do. If only we will complain less and channel our energy to doing, we will be great achievers. Kofi Bento says, we are doers, but we are on a travelator that is moving backwards. <laughs> so we sub-optimize and then we complain. Right. Amponsa uh, Moses writing on, uh, also on Facebook says, those who can do are uh, below average and they, uh, they tend to be talkers. Uh, Lydia Koko Kwaku says, listening steadily. In fact, Albert, Ghanaians, we are talkers. Pa, we do little. Pakwesi says that the cause of our talk talk is the fact that we lack personal initiative. We want to be take, want to be taken through everything stage after stage to get things done and that that's what causes the talk talk. Um, Frederick says, I wonder that we agree that we are talkers and not doers. In fact, factor non verba, deeds and not words. From political to religious leaders, etc., we talk a lot. No wonder we are debating about whether we need to have a presidential debate. The doers in Ghana are few and they are the exception. We need to stop talking and execute. All right, Yangson says a problem, lack of a sense of responsibility of what we say. No one holds us to what we say. So we continue to talk. Bright Lagipo says, story doing is the new storytelling in support of my president, Joel. So, Albert and Comfort are doers. Professor Henson, over to you. All right. So, in a country, Lenny says, in a country where we easily blame others for our problems, this debate should have been on the morning show. We have the ability and capacity to be the best, but lack of proper planning and effective teamwork is the issue. Let me come back to the studio. So, we are learning about about whether we are talkers or we are doers. And just by the way, the, the thoughts that are shared here do not necessarily represent entirely the views of the protagonists, but it's, it's important for our education and instruction that we bring leaders to point 
to different aspects of a debate so that we can be instructed thereby. I'm going to ask them to respond quickly to the submissions that have made have been made. Then I will neutralize the debate mode and then we'll go to a general discussion where it is not really about for the motion or against the motion, but quickly. Any 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 responses, uh, Joel, to the points that Bob made? Bob says you yourself you are a doer, so you cannot say that Ghanaians are talkers. What what do you have to say to that? Uh, maybe I'm not Ghanaian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ghanaian and proudly so. I mean, look, look, Bob made some valid points, and and like I said at the beginning, for me it's an issue of quantum. If for 26 million people we can name 100 people who are doers, I think we have a problem. So yes, there are 100 people. He names Bishop Duck, spot on. Um, he names Albert and Comfort, spot on. I name a couple of banks. I there are several entrepreneurs in Ghana. What, what he calls um, sprinklings or spots of excellence. Of excellence. Right. That's 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 but, for me. But that's a, a point that he's making. What what is your argument against that? My argument against that is that yes, they exist, but is that enough? If you have 10 people who are to, who are doing, how is that going to change us? As le- we need to have leaders who decide that as as a country we need to have we need to do more than we talk and put in systems and rewards or sanctions against people who talk and don't do. As as the electorate, when people come and promise us stuff that they say, look, we will do this for you, we need to hold them accountable for it. Otherwise, we have a situation where Bob will sit in the, in the in the studio and say, oh, you know what? It's okay. It's not too bad. We have ten people. Ten. This is not the case of the lepers. Even in the case of the lepers, when one only one came back, we all know what happened. So when you have 26 million and less than 100 are doers, really, is that good enough? So that, that's my counter to him. But yes, I'll give him that. I'll grant him that. I'll grant him the double portion if he wants. But really, is that enough? And what can we do to make sure that we have the s- significant numbers? Yeah, no. and, and, and that's the question I'm going to ask Bob. But since you mentioned lepers, mm-hmm. I mean, this temptation, I will not let it pass from me. <laughs> you mentioned lepers and, yes. and 10 lepers and, and one came back to say thank you. Yes. But talking about lepers, there were four lepers who sat down and said we are dying. And they stood up and they did. And the four people were able to save a whole army. So, so four people for lepers. So the, Assuming the that they did. The, 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 system, the system he's talking about That's is that when you get a few spots of excellence, yeah. they can change oh, the whole nation. So for lepers, they change the, 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 the situation of a whole nation. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Albert. You're a good man. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Joel, is it not enough when you find four people who think right yes. and are willing to dare the whole nation to follow their example? It is. But would you find the four and would they be willing to dare? And what to what yes. extent will they go? That's the problem. Will they stick? Will they stick to the fight? Will they? Will they keep pushing through? Will they persevere? Or will they look? Given that you have twenty six million people, you are going to hear more naysayers than supporters. So after you've had naysayers for two years, three years, are you going to give up or are you going to persevere? That's right. where the challenge is. So it's not in having four or having a sprinkling. It's in what commitment the sprinkling or the four have to change the bigger number who are just talkers. You know, I'm going to open the phone lines and, and right after Bob makes his submission, you, you have the chance to also contribute to this one because I'm sure you have a very strong opinion. You are saying, listen, just give me the mic. Give me the mic and I will tell you what I think. Call into the studio. Let's know what you also think. Are Ghanaians talkers or doers? Um, Robert, let me come to you and ask you a question. And, and Professor Hinson, it's a simple question I'm asking you. Both of you allude to the fact that there are sprinklings of excellence and if I hear Joel right, what he's saying is that while we can celebrate those few, they, they are just too few. And so if the, the motion is that Ghanaians are talkers and not doers, while we'll celebrate the few that we have, if we are talking about the predominant nature of Ghanaians, then definitely we must look at the majority. And the majority are not, are not doers. What, what would you say to that argument? Okay. So, uh, again, speaking from a Christian background, God has always ruled with the majority. So, I'll still go back to the fact that if you are blessed to have a doer as a leader, the talk is becoming inconsequential. 
the larger challenge with this Ghanaian society is that the talkers tend to be life and death when it comes to getting leadership positions. They are the ones who lobby all the way to wherever, just so they can be given the job, so they do nothing. I guess that's the larger issue. But if you are blessed enough to have a lot of doers who are in leadership, they tend to align the followers into a direction which is invariably very positive, and that can help to spread this spots of excellence that are alluded to in the first instance. So I guess if more doers became leaders, Ghana will be on a proper tra- trajectory. Osa Hinson's simple submission, please put more doers in leadership. That's simple. It. Right. Let, let me hear from Philip Intema, who is waiting to make his contribution. Philip, good evening. Good evening. Albert, how are you and your team there? Excellent. Excellent. We are. I think, I think Ghanaians are, are uh, what, well, Ghanaians, they are actually doers. Uh, Professor, uh, a simple um, example of University of Ghana Business School. Look, I've been to, I've completed Legon for 13 years. When I went back for my master's in MSc in financial risk management, there's a total transformation of Legon. The lectures were up to point, delivery, everything. Infrastructure and compost was just excellent. You see, and like he has said, many Ghanaians are there. They are there. Even yourself. What I want to actually say is that the doers should actually put into leadership position, and then we will actually be there one day. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. So, Philip also borrows from the point that uh, Professor Hinson made. He said, just tell you, just put more doers there, and it will be fine. I have a Yao. I think Tema people are taking over this show tonight. Yao from Tema also wants to make his contribution. Oh, sorry about that, Yao. Please call in, this, call in again, and let's see if we can get your contribution. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Here is Yao. All right, Yao. I thought I lost you. Okay, right. Um, your thoughts about the Are we doers or we are talkers? I just wanted Prof. Henson to give us a percentage of what he, he thinks are the strengths. Hello, Yao. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Yao, try and get back. Uh, hello, Yao. All right, we lost you on the line. I think he was talking about a percentage. I'm, I was just curious to hear the question that he was asking. He wanted to get a certain percentage. Um, um, that, right, right. But, <laughs> so, next pro- program, I'll bring the number. You do my research. So, for now, you're talking. For now, you're anecdotally. Using specific cases. Right, right. If you like, I can commission. I think I'll tell my guys in the business commission a, a, a survey on talkers and doers. And then let's <laughs> see what yes. Are you a talker yourself or are you a doer? I'm uh, Stephen from Magazine Modeler. Stephen. Yes, good evening. You yourself, are you, are you a talker or a doer? <laughs> well, I'm a doer. All right. But, uh, but and, uh, and then what about Ghanaians as a whole? Well, I like we are talkers or doers. Even when it comes to laws, we grab the finest of laws. But the implementation is near. And that's the cause of our problems. So that, I mean, for me, I support that uh, point of view. All right, so, so Stephen from Ankasim says, media, I'm a, talk, I'm a doer, but all the Ghanaians are talking. All right, Stephen, thank you very much. <laughs> 030-221-6541. From your own perspective, as a listener of Springboard, are Ghanaians doers or Ghanaians are talkers? Share your thoughts with us, and you may want to add why. Before we came into the studio, um, um, Joel said to Robert, uh, uh, Bob, that... 
looking at Black Stars, Ghanaians, you are talkers. There's no need for this debate. Let's close and go home. What, what do you yourself think after Black Stars lost in Egypt? Are we talkers? Or are we doers? Call into the, sh- the studio or call into the show. Let's talk whether Ghanaians are talkers or we are doers. When we wrap up this show, I'm going to be asking our guests to speak to one issue um, in their conclusion. How do we increase these spots of excellence? And I'm really at this point, at that point, not interested in the debate who argued for or who argued against the motion. One thing we all agree about, both protagonists, is the fact that we have some brilliant examples that we can celebrate, but they are scattered. And I want to know how we can increase that number so that the multiplier effect can be significant. I'm going to take one last caller and then come back into the studio and starting with you, we'll find out how do we increase this small percentage of doers that are in the studio. Do you have a last caller on the line? All right. Maybe I'll just wrap it up on this point and then come back into the studio. Joel, can we do it? Can we, can we scale up these numbers? And if so, what can we do? What can we do to raise the number of um, doers from just a couple to significant numbers? I don't see why not, Albert. I mean, I think not, not only don't, do I not see why not, I think it's critical that we do. We need to develop the culture or the psyche of celebrating success as a people. As a people, when somebody does well, we should be able to go out and say, look, hey, you're doing well. Congratulations. Keep it up. Reward them for doing well. We need to have maybe put in, in place systems that ensure that there are replications for failed promises. Somebody comes in and says, I will do this, I will do that, and I don't do it. What is the replication? I think we need to consciously reward um, doer behavior or doer mentality. In other words, we need to reward initiative. Maybe even to the point where we need to actually go to, go and institute maybe national awards for people who are going out there and doing. We need to do it one drop at a time but we need to celebrate success. We need to reward people. People need to know that. Look, for instance, in Singapore, you can't drop a piece of chewing gum outside. You go to jail. Easy. What is the repercussion for doing anything wrong in Ghana? Nothing. And then when one or two people stand up, then they become the two known people. As a people, we need to change our mentality. Reward success, celebrate success, and punish the things that we know that are wrong. It will begin to move us in the right direction. Right. All right. Um, let me swing over to Robert Hinson. And, and, and really, I mean, what Joel is saying simply is that if you want to increase the number of doers, especially that small number of people that we see are the spots of excellence, yeah. reward, reward performers, and then sanction people who do the wrong thing. And yeah. really, it, it is said in management theory that what gets rewarded gets done. Yeah. So the more we reward something, the more better we will see. Um, Professor Hinson. Um, summarize for us your thoughts on how we can increase those those spots of excellence that you talk about so passionately. Okay, so let me use um, <clears throat> a fairly radical scripture from First Timothy five verse twenty that says, "Them that misbehave, punish openly, that the rest may stand in fear." I think that's one of the most profound ways of weeding out mediocrity, mediocrity from the Ghanaian society. Because what Joel is saying is very profound. When people excel and they are rewarded, they repeat the, the, the positive behavior. Absolutely. So when they misbehave, I think private rebuke is useful. But at a point, the thing becomes so endemic. You need to make a few examples. I remember I was chatting with the CEO of a financial services firm about four weeks ago. He was making a lot of noise about how he's going to build a customer-oriented organization. He went on and on. And I said, sir... Uh, I've been doing this for a while. Sure, it's all about you know, really. I just have to suck one or two everybody will stand. I said, really? Wow! <laughs> I mean, what says you just suck one or two people? Everybody will stand straight. 
I was excited and unhappy at the same time because I felt like if punishment is what we resort to to get excellence, then something has to change in society, Albert. So I think that we should reward excellence, punish mediocrity, and get everybody to raise their game. And leaders should be the epitome of the excellence they want others to. Otherwise, you are wasting everybody's time. You should be a walking billboard of the doing you want your followers to do. Otherwise, there's a discrepancy between your behavior and your talk. You yourself, you have to repent, according to First Timothy 5, verse 20. Do as I say, not as I am. I'm sure we have kept on this for the next hour, but my guests tonight uh, robustly arguing this point. Joel Netty, CEO of InnovaDDB, arguing for the notion that Ghanaians are talkers and not doers when it comes to execution. And then Professor Robert Hinson, who is arguing against the motion, Joel says, let us reward good behavior and let us sanction behavior that is not exemplary. And Professor Hinson adds one more point, that we should sanction openly. And he quotes First Timothy chapter 5, verse 20, to say that when we openly um, sanction people, it sends a signal about what you believe. But he asks one the more point. Stand in fear. Right. They stand in fear. Yes. <laughs> and then he asks one more point, that leaders must be themselves be walking billboards, examples examples of what they, they, they talk about. Let me conclude with some thoughts that have been shared um, on the network while we are wrapping up. And one is from Honorable Victor Bampo, who says, Joel Netty was awesome. Samia Sari says, awesome debate from both sides. Points very well articulated. Thanks for the opportunity to learn new things every week. Mia Ikwe says, Ghana does, just does not have enough doers, a point you both alluded to. Rosemary says, wow, Reverend Albert Okran, wow. J- Hello, Reverend Albert Okran, wow, Joel Netty, Rosemary Jemphy of Christ the King School. I think it's an old school mate who wants to tell you, Charlie, she believe you brutal. He, he, she says, Ghanaians are talkers, especially when it comes to time, and time in time, Ghana is, doesn't do well at all. Nana, Nana Dazi Gansa, writing from Kentucky in the U.S., says that for the common Ghanaian struggling to make ends meet isn't the daily act of surviving a sign of doing and... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that I want to say thank you to Comfort for putting this together, for Matthew for the support, for Joel Netty for arguing for the motion, Robert Hinson for arguing against the motion. On behalf of the entire team here, my name is Albert Okran. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-249-99000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. No more searching, the light has come.